Pronounced ash hole. You dumb asshole. Excuse me? It's ash hole. You, sir, are an asshole. <laughs> It's ash hole, you idiot. I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. For the last time, it's ash holes. Oh, you were right. I'm just your kind of asshole. It's time, once again, for my kind of assholes on Unfiltered Cigar Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Assholes, broadcast live from the Serena Royale stage at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. It's time to kick back and light up as we turn this Wednesday into Ash Wednesday. We are always entertaining, generally unscripted, and totally unfiltered. You can stream and download us on iHeartRadio, Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, and of course at theashholes.net, our website. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at The Ashholes and on Instagram at Ashholes Radio. This week, I'm here with my fellow co-host, Aaron. Hello. Ed's in the producer's seat here. Hello. And for the next eight weeks, we are going to be doing a blind tasting here on The Ashholes. We don't know what we're smoking. Mm -hmm. I know some of you out there, listeners, watchers, streamers, actually don't think we ever know what we're smoking. <laughs> But now it's literally true. We have no idea what we're smoking. And it's a legit blind taste test. Yep. We don't, Aaron and I have no idea what cigars these are. And to make it even more legit... We are joined by our friend and cigar enthusiast and longtime listener to the Ash Holes, Glenn Boyvin. Thank you. Thank you very much. How you Aaron? doing? Yeah, well, awesome. He smokes everything blind because, yeah. well, he is. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got our expert in our, our panel now. So, so we finally have, an expert. I think we have done about as good a job promoting this blind taste test and starting off right as we possibly could, even with our own blind guide to lead us. Yeah. What is it about yeah. the blind leading the blind? Yeah. yeah it's yeah, we're all going to fall into thing. a pit, right? <laughs> <laughs> no more than we usually do, but... Yeah. yeah. Well, it's great to have you on the show, Glenn. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah, Does is... it feel, uh, you've been listening to this show since the beginning here. Now, yeah. you are actually... On the stage, yeah, in the chair. It's, it's, What's it like? Is it like, a dream come true? Yeah, it's like being <laughs> in the nightmare. presence of greatness. You know, it's, just, <laughs> it's uh, no, it's it's a it's a lot of fun. Uh, uh, I did a I did a podcast, uh, the Cigar Jukebox, mm -hmm. about a year and a half ago. Oh, okay. And uh, you know that was a thrill just to be on, just to talk about cigars and be on with with you guys and. You know, when you listen to it week after week, you feel like you become friends, or, you yeah. know, even though you yeah, never see them. <laughs> but, but it's, uh, you know, it's, it's great. You know? That's the key so. word there. It feels like. Feels it like. It feels like. Yeah. It's not the real thing. Without the no, so no, no. It's, it's like friendship without the social commitment. So you just, you just don't have to show like up. Friendship or, without you, don't have, you don't have all That's the pressure great. and the negative It's, it's much better in it, a lot of ways. It's, it's, not, it's, not, it's totally great for you introverts. It's not yeah. genuine yeah. like a Facebook friend or something. Yeah, no, right? no. You don't have to worry about that's, blocking them. Yeah, that's a whole different level. Whole different level. So, Aaron, how are you doing? I'm doing well. You having a good week? Yeah, doing. Do anything good for Labor Day? Nothing crazy. Uh, just 
took it low key back to work now this week. Uh, I've had the yeah. last couple of weeks off. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just taking it easy. Slowly now, did your school in. take time off for half days or anything with the heat last week or this no, week? No. So we just started uh, yesterday. You just started so, yesterday. So you missed all that. It wasn't really an issue. And we have really good AC. So Okay. The, the schools my girls are in, well, they don't have AC. Mm-hmm. So last week, you know, they try and start early in Haverhill where, where they go to school because um, they're trying to, to get in as many school days as possible. So if there are snow days they don't end up going later. That's the rationale. Right? Which I'm in full favor of that. <laughs> yeah, I totally get we the logic. So late last year. But then it was so hot last week that it was all half days. But you know what? So you don't have to make like, up half days. That's right. So by the Board of Education. But it was like, so the girls had <laughs> Nothing two gets half, half days, day. Let me tell you. a full day. Friday was a scheduled half day, and they had Monday off. So why not just start Tuesday? I mean, what's yeah. the kids are just freaking out. Well, I mean... The real issue is that teacher contracts. So yes. because the teachers can't go past June because it's typically when the contracts end, so they're not mm-hmm. working into July. So if it goes later, they they can't make up those days anyway. So uh, that's it. So it's all political, in a sense. I mean, well, legal. I can say legal, not really politics, political, yeah. but I mean that's when the contract ends. So there you go. Makes sense. Ed, how about yourself? Did you do anything special for the uh, holiday? For Labor Day, I yeah. mostly labored. We're redoing our kitchen, oh, which oh. started yesterday. So yeah. we spent the whole weekend cleaning out the cabinets and getting ready. Nice. Nice. Good. And so next weekend, you're going to be working more on actually doing the work? I'm not doing it, but well, I hope goodness. someone will be. <laughs> I hope so. I'm just going to tear it apart and see what happens. Uh, they, they claim six weeks it'll be done, so we'll yeah. see. And what about you, Glenn? Did you do anything special for the uh, holiday weekend? Um, Did you we dream had co- about being on the show? Huh, I, I stressed out about it all weekend. I couldn't <laughs> relax. Um, no, we had a cookout uh, Sunday. Uh, Saturday, I smoked some really good cigars because the weather was perfect outside. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, my big thing on the weekends is smoke a lot of cigars and listen to audiobooks. Oh, nice. So that's 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 my thing. Uh, Monday was just a horror show. With the, it was so hot out. Oh, yeah. It I was. mean, I just yeah. couldn't stand Forget it. it. But, uh, yeah, so it was nice, you know, to cook out in family. And it was okay. Good. Well, let's introduce these cigars. And, you know, normally when we start the show, we let you know what the wrapper binder and filler is where it's from the company and all this all the geeky stuff behind it because this is a blind tasting <laughs> we have one and two we have one and two and they are both box press cigars yep they are both darker cigars i'd say they're both probably maduro uh, yeah that's a pretty safe bet okay and um uh they're both robusto size although number 2 is a little bit thicker and a little bit yep. longer than number one i'm guessing maybe a 52 ring gauge yeah and the other one's probably a probably 50, a f- yeah if, five by 50 if, if that yeah it's, it's it seems so small maybe when you hold them next bit, to each other it's actually to maybe a little bit it less. might be 48 yeah, yeah. Well, the, the difference is i think in the number two it's a much sharper press it's a flatter looking R- really i was thinking from, that number one is is a much sharper the corners uh, are a lot tighter on number but one I'm than look, number two. i'm looking at the end and yep. the end of number one at least on my version is mm-hmm. much rounder mm-hmm. and the okay. number two is much more rectangular so it seems more pressed down mm, so maybe an actual press and the other one's probably okay, maybe so in a real is, box a real box this is a I don't know. you know the number one is very squared you know as far as the box press yes. go yeah number two is more of a rectangular yep the top and bottom are longer sides. Does that make sense? 
Okay. Oh, yep. yeah. Yeah. Yep. There's going to be a lot of that's, rambling. That's a rectangle. It's a rectangle, yes. I, I was trying to describe it to my wife. I said, you know, though, number one, I liked it right away because this is this square that size, cube yeah. shape. I just, I really enjoy that. Mm. And, you know, I'll probably talk more about it later when I get my, to my top oh, yeah. five. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, and then the uh, number two is, I, I mean, I call this like the candy bar shape. Uh, yeah, 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 you know, yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, and num- number two, the uh, wrapper has a little bit more oily sheen to it. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a little bit more flat on the number one. So all these descriptions that we can, <laughs> that's all we can say. Yeah, and number one's a little bit darker. Yep. Slightly, slightly, yeah. Slightly darker. Yeah. The burn on these is both very nice. It's a little bit of a lighter ash on cigar number two, a little bit of a darker ash on cigar number one. And... Now, the way this is going to work is we're going to smoke these things and talk about, you know, what we taste and smell, a lot of the things we normally do. And then for those of you who signed up and got the pack and are smoking along with us, we want you to go onto the website after the show's over, after you have smoked the cigars, and tell us which one you favored between one and two, Mm -hmm. knowing that you could very well like both. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so, so far they're great which, cigars. That's which one did you like better? It may just be a little bit. Maybe it's a lot. Maybe you thought one was really great and the other one wasn't great at all. But just because you pick one doesn't mean you didn't like the other. And mm-hmm. I think that's important to know. You, yep. So we're, this isn't about dissing on cigars. This is about, you know, trying to get into the uh, looking at the wrapper and and the feel, the smell, and taste of the cigar without having the the preconceptions of what those taste smells and things should be because you see the brand name that's on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the difficulty on this is, you know, we're smoking them both at the same time. Mm. And so I'm having to take more notes than I normally would. Normally I can just, right. you know, just keep it in my head, whatever. This is like I have to write down what I'm tasting in one when I'm tasting it because then I'm going to two and I'm going to write that down. So keeping track is going right. to be the, the difficulty here for us. Now, one started off, you know, very, very, both cigars started off very spicy. One was, you know, spicy with cedar. And number two had more of a really strong pepper with mm-hmm. more like oakiness to yep. it to me. It, that's what I had too. Was, although with the number one, it started a sweeter too. So it okay, had, the, yeah. had the pepper, yeah. but it was like kind of a chocolatey sweetness right, right mm-hmm. off the bat. Especially on the pre-light, I got a lot of sweetness. A lot yeah, of sweetness on, yeah. Yeah, number two on the the cold draw, I got very barnyard, mm-hmm. you know, flavors. Not much, I didn't get a whole lot off number one, but now Glenn, you know, the, one of the great things about having you on the show is that, um, you know, we're doing kind of what you do most of the time. I mean, you yeah. you can see a little bit, right? Is it? Yeah, it's. Uh, you know, technically, I guess, you know, everybody knows what 2020 vision is. Mine's 2400. Um, so, <laughs> so a little, eh, little off. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's not, it's not great, but relatively speaking, it's, I, I know totally blind people and I'm a whole lot better off than they are. So, mm-hmm. uh, it's, but you have to use a, a walking stick to get around and, and yeah, I use that for two reasons. One is it helps me not bump into things or right. fall downstairs. Uh, but it also helps other people know I can't see. Hmm. Right, so if I right. bump into them or you something. You can just hit them. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. You know, you, can, you walk down the sidewalk. They don't Watch get out of the way. You, you know, you whack them. Um, 
They won't hit you back, most likely. <laughs> mm, you know, but it, it does help for other people to know that you can't see. And, uh, you know, they don't think you're a jerk. You know, if you if you forget, it, yeah. it's like I don't. See I don't it. know if it gives you that kind of a well, pass. But you know, <laughs> there's other reasons why they might think I'm a yeah. jerk. But, so, um, you know, you don't. I don't see people if they stick their hand out to shake my hand. Okay. You know, a lot of times I I won't. I don't see much below my nose unless I bend my head to look down and look okay. for it, kind of thing. Um, yeah, that would that would get the impression of being rude rather than uh, I yeah. can't see it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, so the vision I have is, you know, I was telling Dave earlier. Um, if the lighting is just right, if there's lights behind me or the sun's behind me, um, you know, especially if I get a nice dark Maduro wrapper mm-hmm. and a nice high magnesium ash with that's very white, I can see the the contrast. Okay, just so like these so numbers on these the bands, ash, yeah. the contrast is perfect for me. I can actually see the one and the two. Okay. Um, so from that point of view, I'm not a whole lot different than visual people. Um, but, but then most labels aren't looking like this, right? No, no. So. And, and actually, I prefer labels like this. I don't like it when a label is too big because I like feeling the wrapper. Mm-hmm. So if you get something, although it might be a great cigar, like a Lagarlera is wonderful, mm-hmm. but this, the, dan- the bands are too damn big. <laughs> the know? damn band. It's they so are. big. Yep, they're pretty big. <laughs> yeah. That's true. And that high, How important is the feel of the cigar to you? Uh, it's significant. It, it, you know, in terms of the enjoyment I get out of it, because mm-hmm. I'm typically, I never put the cigar down because once I get it lit, you know, I don't want to <laughs> burn my fingers of, or put lose the, it, right? put the wrong end in my mouth, you know? Um, so, and I like controlling it, but I like the, um, you know, I'm always manipulating it. I'm rolling it around. I'm feeling, uh, you know, one of the things that I've picked up smoking cigars now, and some of them, I'll feel the ring gauge changing. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You know, so I'll start out at a 54 and, you know, if I'm smoking it really slow and depending on, I guess, the air temperature, I don't know what the technical thing is. Maybe Jonathan could explain it to me, but, um, you feel it contracts basically. It, it contracts. So it's, you know, the band shrinks down, the, the whole thing Maybe compresses a little bit. If yeah. it's not as a firma pack. Yeah. yeah. I figure it's moisture coming out of it mm-hmm. or, you know, um, air, you know, some of the air in it coming out, but it'll compress down and. And I enjoy that just as much. It's, it's interesting. It's something's yeah. changing while I'm smoking. It's not just getting shorter. It's actually changing. And, and See, see that, that's something that most people won't notice. Right. I was just going to say, I don't a, think I've ever noticed that. Now, I'm going to be looking for that all the time. Yeah, it's very interesting. Now that, yeah. now that you've brought that up. Now, th- this, this is actually a really good segue into our top five list for the week. Today's top five brought to you by Five Five Cigars. Choose from the mild white label, medium strength red label, or the full bodied and full flavored blue label. Siri Five Five has it all. Five and five equals a perfect ten, and that's what you get every time with Five Five Cigars. Here is today's top five list. Now, I just asked, you know, what, you know, how important is the feel of the cigar to you? And I think that's a great segue into what I want to do for the top five. And that is, you know, what are the things you look for in a cigar being somebody who doesn't have the, the sight that everybody else does? I mean, you go into your humidor. How do you, you know no. what one you're picking out? <laughs> well, it's interesting. It's, it's really funny. Um, you know, I had uh, a couple weeks ago, I was up in Seabrook and mm-hmm. I got, uh, TA the new TAAs I forget which yeah which yeah the one. EPC and the uh, okay. Lafleur 
So I, okay. I got I got that, and I got um, uh, and I had a couple of Perdomos left in my in my mm-hmm. humidor. So I take out what feels to me like a Perdomo. Well, the know, band is a giveaway on that one, right? I, I didn't <laughs> nice big band. <laughs> I, I didn't see. Well, I wasn't. It was in the cello. I didn't okay, look at yeah, the band yeah. or anything. <laughs> I didn't check it out. I just went. It was a Toro. The other mm-hmm. one, so I'm smoking it and I'm loving it. This is great. I love Perdomo. They're the greatest <laughs> people in the world, you know. And uh, so I get done and I say to my wife, who, by the way, is over there someplace and just uh, <laughs> schleps me around to all these places. God bless her. Um, she, the, uh, I show the band. She goes, oh, it says TAA. And I was like, huh, okay. Oh. <laughs> you know, I guess I love the cigar. So, you know, so EPC it maybe? So I'll go on, I guess, so number five on my list will be, you know, when I look at the size, you know, mm-hmm. typically I'm Robusto or Toro, mm-hmm. although I'm trying to, um, I do love some of the little Perfectos that are coming out. Yes. Um, so I'm trying to expand my horizons, you know, just because it's it's such a cool thing to do. Uh, so I'll go with the size first. And like I said. Size is number five. Size is number five. And that involves the ring gauge as well as the um, length. length of the cigar. Okay. You know, I'm still like probably most people where if it's longer, it's got to take longer to smoke and it's mm-hmm. going to be more more value. Although <laughs> I've, I've had some Robustos that last a good hour and a half. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's whatever. What would number four be? Four would be, um, I'll call it under, uh, we'll call it the weight. And along with that is the firmness of the cigar. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the uh, give you an example of that, the Neanderthal. Mm-hmm. To me, that feels like a solid bolt. That Yeah, <laughs> that is a you know, firm cigar. I love that cigar. You can knock a nail into the... Yeah, you know, it's got, the, you know, in, in terms of feel, it's got the nice flat head. It's mm-hmm. It's got some, you know, you can just feel it like, or any of... Uh, you know, like a Mikarita or like the Firecracker. You can feel, mm, without mm-hmm. putting much mm. pressure on it, you know that that's a firmly packed cigar. Yeah. So, um, to me, that's a big deal. You know, the, I'll call it the weight. Or the, okay. Sometimes I'll sit there and hold it lightly in my hand and yep. try to gauge uh, what it is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, number three yep. would be the wrapper. Uh, to Aaron's point, you know, I'm feeling the wrapper. I love... A toothy cigar. Okay. Um, yeah. I love the Umbagog because there's lots going on with that wrapper, mm-hmm. whether I'm feeling the vein or the toothiness of it. So it's, do you read Braille? Have you ever read anything on I, a cigar? I actually... No. Um, with the toothiness? <laughs> well, actually, I did I did learn Braille. Okay. Uh, and one of the things uh, that I do have a heightened sense of, I think, is my touch. Okay. Mm-hmm. Braille was very easy for me to learn, mm-hmm. at least the basics of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's It's... It's it's a pretty hard thing to do when you mm. get more advanced towards reading books, but mm. in terms of reading the dots and all that stuff. Yeah. But I also like the, um, you know, if I get a nice, rich, leathery feel, mm-hmm. you know, that feels like the uh, furniture in my den, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that <laughs> that soft, broken-in, delicious leather, mm-hmm. um, that's a big deal to me, too. I like, the, you know, that in... And you, you feel it on your lips, you feel it on your fingers, mm-hmm. you know, so a lot of times I'll... I'll take the band off sooner mm-hmm. probably than, you know, everybody recommends just because I don't want to get caught and distracted playing with the embossing on the, oh, yeah, on yeah, the right. band. Mm. That To me, that's a distraction. Mm. Um, I appreciate the effort that these guys all go into, mm-hmm. you know, and coming up with the artwork and all this stuff. But for me, a nice, simple band that's thin that, you know, eventually, you know, you can slide it off a little bit. To me, that's more enjoyable than a... 
an elaborate vi- hmm. band. Very well, interesting. That's, yeah. that's definitely a Romacraft thing. <laughs> yeah, get more super skinny, minimalist, skinny yeah. and minimalist. Although that they, they put yeah. so much glue on those things, <laughs> they like do. The artists oh my to take gosh, off. what's up with that? You know, it's <laughs> funny that the way those bands come off is toward the burn burning end of the cigar. Mm. If you try and pull it off, oh, with yeah, the Neanderthal is a little bit just, different. Just ripping the band. Just I mean, ripping the band is a pain. One of the hardest to take off. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah, a lot of times right after I ash, that's when I'll slide the band down and off if I'm going over the burn. Yeah. Yeah, you know. makes sense. What about number two? What's number two? Number two is uh, the draw. Okay. Um, I do. I don't like like sipping through a straw. Mm-hmm. I want mm-hmm. a little bit of uh, uh, pull or little resistance. Uh, yeah. Little resistance to it. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and and as part of that, that's how you know picking up the level of smokiness. Like I was saying, <clears throat> if the excuse me, if the light. He's at my back, and the sun is at my back. I can see the smoke going out, and I love, like mm-hmm. everybody else, you mm-hmm. love a big plume of smoke. Um, but if I'm sitting there in the dark, like even like here, I have to, I'm going to have to retro to get a sense of how much smoke is coming mm. out of the cigar. Um, and the more the better, you know, as far as that goes. Uh, okay. So. And number one. The number one thing that Glenn looks for in a cigar looks being in parentheses. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and this one's going to be really probably weird to you. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. I like it. <laughs> is, uh, Don't worry. Is, no is, one actually listens to the show. No, so. I know. But uh, the amount of stems that I find in it when I unwrap it. Um, I unwrap hmm. every cigar. I'll smoke. Typically, really? hmm. typically, I'll smoke it down to the nub. Okay. Um, you know, I'll, with my, if it's a really good cigar, my fingers are feeling the heat. Right. Um, and then I'll let it go out enough that, you know, I want to unwrap it. And if I'm noticing there's a lot of ammonia taste mm-hmm. um, yep. towards the last third or whatever, you know, I can pretty much tell you there's probably two or three stems in, the, in it. Very hmm. interesting. Huh. So I'll unwrap it and... Uh, some of the better cigars that I have, you, you might not see, feel it, find any stem in it. Okay. Or you'll find, you know, one or yeah. maybe two or tiny little pieces. And I get, I get frustrated when I'm smoking a cigar and it's having burn issues and I'm relighting it. And then I open it up and it's just loaded with stems. It's like, wow. oh, you, I've never done that. That's yeah. never that, occurred to me. No. I've I, never done that either. I, I, now that, I'm going to start doing it. What made you start <laughs> doing that? I started, well, one is uh, one of the, uh, that other podcast that's on on Saturdays. That other one? No, that whatever, we are. don't talk about yeah. that. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, uh, Dave did a thing where he was unwrapping the cigar, to, mm-hmm. you know, yep. talking about the construction. So, right. so I, I thought, okay, I'll do that. And then I have a little herb garden mm-hmm. uh, next to my desk and deck. And I said, said well, this would probably be good fertilizer. So I unwrapped them. Yeah. And I, you know, after a winter of just tossing the whole Mm-hmm. You know, right. nub down, and then in the spring, finding all these undecomposed yeah. things. <laughs> I said, "Why don't I unwrap them? Try to figure out what Dave was telling us." Mm-hmm. And um, what's really interesting is when you do unwrap it, you can get a better sense of what the the wrapper is made of mm-hmm. or the texture of it. So mm-hmm. I don't know a San Andreas from you know Connecticut broadleaf, sure. But when you feel that, and you and if it crumbles up nicely mm-hmm. um not that it's too dry it just has a nice like breaks up pretty good mm-hmm. um you know that's kind of nice and then you get into the binder and 
you know, I've found that, you know, cigars that just don't burn really well, or especially in this humid weather, yep. you can feel the moisture in that binder. Hmm. And and if you try to tear it, it, it gives some resistance. You can't really That's tear little, it that little easily. a little pull to it, yeah. Yeah, so... And, and I'm amazed at how when you start unwrapping a cigar, how long that leaf is. Huh. That yeah. one piece. That I mean, yeah. up, you yeah. might have an inch left in your nub and you unwrap it and it's like four or five inches there. <laughs> it's like, this is crazy, you know, but it's, it's so that at the end of the day, if I smoke a good cigar, I've enjoyed the taste. I've enjoyed everything about it. And at the end of it, I unwrap it and I find, you know, no stems. It's hmm. like, you know, that's to me, it's a really quality. quality cigar. Wow. Very interesting. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's very, very, that, you know, it, it, what's really interesting to me is that you are doing everything you can to figure out either why the cigar performed well or why it didn't yeah. perform yeah. well by, by taking it apart and feeling, Just you know, level what's, of experience. what's on the inside. Yeah. So most of what I do when I try to, like, if I'm doing repairs, like around the house or something, mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, you know, I've changed a kitchen faucet entirely non-visually mm. just feeling just with my feel. fingers the fingers mm. tell me so much about what's going on mm. that um you know i just that's the way i do it you know <laughs> it, my eyes you're already you're already more of a handyman than me man mm-hmm. yeah. my eyes have lied to me so many times it's like it's very embarrassing and it's like oh my god i, I once of, found out what happened to my gerbil by feel once it reached behind the <laughs> cabinet and oh there it is and speaking of gerbils, let's go back to our cigars. What's what's going on uh, with cigars one with cigar number one? Let's do that first. Mm. Um, the ash dropped on number one pretty early on for me oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, by about three quarters of an inch. The um, uh, no, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, this yes. is why we take notes. This is why I take notes, and it's you know I've I've already messed up. I've already put, and I have arrows pointing. This is actually supposed to be on number one. But um, number one, I'm getting uh, some good sweetness to it. There's some coffee notes there I'm picking up. It's a, I'm finding it to be a, a bit darker, mm-hmm. so I'm getting a lot of uh, like kind of a steak char, you know, maybe yeah, some red pepper. Yeah, there's in there. a little bit of char in there. Uh, well, with number two, it's it's a little bit lighter. It's got a little bit more complexity, I think, uh, as far as flavors go. Um, but slightly lighter, maybe. I mean, it's hard to tell body like full like mm. strength wise because we're going back and forth. But right. It feels like number two is slight, like a little bit lighter. I, I would say it's noticeably lighter. Yeah, maybe a medium, while the mm-hmm. number one's like a medium plus. Mm-hmm. So not a huge difference, but uh, no flavor wise, it's not quite as dark. You know, as as gritty, I guess you can say. Mm-hmm. It's got a softer set of flavors to it. Mm. Those flavors are very similar, but they're more soft yeah like in, a, in number two like a lighter wood versus a darker wood right right what about you glenn what are you picking up between one and two um definitely that uh i'll call it the the coffee smokiness of the number one mm-hmm. is 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 different and I, I find number two to be a little more a little more pepper on the retro but it's mm. hard because well one went out on me because i was doing too much talking yeah. <laughs> and uh so going back, I got to concentrate a little bit more yeah. on it to pick up the, the different flavors. Mm. All right. Well, let's take a break. And uh, when we come back, uh, we will announce the Asheville of the Week. We'll continue our thoughts on number one and two. Don't go anywhere. We're going to have a lot of fun. And 
time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX. The Sereno Royale Maduro XX, named number one cigar of 2016 by the Ashholes Radio Podcast, is a creation of elegance and sophistication. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, the Sereno Royale Maduro XX comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Serino. To create this masterpiece, a blend of filler tobaccos from the fertile soils of Esteli and Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a dark and luxurious Ecuadorian Habano Oscuro wrapper grown from the famed Habano 2000 seed to bring you an endlessly complex and full-bodied experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allow the blend to marry, creating unmistakable notes of rich cocoa, leather, and coffee that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating the next draw. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available at TwoGuysCigars.com. Bohemian is the original Brazilian big ring gauge cigar with the unfinished foot, curly-tailed head, and value, value, value. There is a Brazilian reasons to buy and smoke Bohemian, and here are just a few. Created in the Cuban tradition, this lush, dark Brazilian Maduro leaf surrounds a five-year-old Sumatra binder with Dominican and Nicaraguan well-aged long filler leaves. So, what should you expect from a Bohemian? A departure from the conventional. A flavorful journey into a sweet, nutty, almost caramel finish. Bohemian, the original, unconventional cigar. Take the journey. Stay tuned for more of The Ash Holes. On the United Podcast Network. Stepping into the aging room has a new meaning at Aging Room Cigars, as Rafael Nodal has traveled to Spain, where the idea for Aging Room Solera was born. The Solera method of aging has been used for centuries in the making of wine, sherry, brandy, and rum. The method mixes different vintages, allowing them to age together. For Aging Room Solera, Rafael takes several tobacco vintages and puts them in bales, where they age together for another 12 to 18 months. This allows the tobaccos to marry for a longer period of time. At the end of the aging process, Aging Room Solera becomes a balanced and complex cigar with a fantastic price point. Aging Room Solera, it will have you calling for an encore. When was the last time you experienced something for the first time? Curiosity drives discovery. Discover exceptional tobaccos aged to perfection with Balmoral Inejo XO. Born from passionate curiosity, Balmoral invites you to discover the optimal balance of sophisticated complexity and smoothness. Each meticulously crafted, extensively aged Inejo XO cigar blend is the result of a relentlessly global search for the top 5% of select premium tobaccos available, including our exclusive signature Brazilian Mata Norte. Crowned with a sun-grown Brazilian Arapiaca wrapper, Balmoral Inejo XO embraces your palate with complex notes of cedar, cacao, and peppery spices that finish with a smooth, underlying natural sweetness. We invite you to discover and experience Balmoral Inejo XO today. Davidoff Cigars celebrates 50 years of heritage, pioneering and innovative cigar making in the spirit of the man who gave the company its name. 
Zeno Davidoff. To mark the 50th anniversary, Davidoff has dressed a selection of five iconic Davidoff cigars with a 50th commemorative white ring for a limited time. One of our best sellers, Anniversario Special R, begins with notes of freshly cut wood, spice, and sweet cream. The aroma is creamy and leathery with spicy undertones. Experience the exquisite aroma and carefully balanced blend of tobaccos that ensures the most important times are beautifully filled. Available at appointed Davidoff retailers around the world. Michael Fick. Good. All right, welcome back to the Ash Holes. You can find us, as usual, on iHeartRadio, Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, Podbean, and Spotify. And be sure to join us on Twitter at the Ash Holes and on Instagram at Ash Holes Radio. We are doing a blind cigar tasting today. And to start it off right, we have cigar enthusiast Glenn Boyvin with us, who smokes everything blind because he is. And uh, we're very glad to have you with us, Glenn. Yeah, it's been very Thank you. very informative. Yeah, this has been this has been very great. We went a little long on that first half, uh, so this will be a little bit of a shorter half of the show. But um, uh, continued impressions of these cigars. Number one, what do you think of number one? I think one has been. It started it off very sweet. Uh, the sweetness kind of died down pretty mm-hmm. quick. Um, it's it's a lot richer, I guess you could say, uh, been more consistent with flavor. Uh, while number two seems to be a little bit more complex uh, on the lighter side, mm-hmm. but it's still not like a it's not a mild cigar or or a Connecticut by any means. But uh, as far as like the flavor profile, it's like a lighter wood versus a dark wood. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, more spice and you know uh, it would be like a milk chocolate versus dark chocolate. That's a good. Some. That's a good uh, explanation for it. There. What, what do you think, Glenn? What are you picking up? Uh, definitely picking up more of the lighter woodiness on number two. Mm-hmm. Um, they're both excellent. Mm-hmm. It's gonna yep. be. It's gonna be tough. I mean, it's you know to figure out which one I like the best. Yeah, these um, are both. It's gonna really be very good difficult. Cigars, yeah. yeah, they're both burning really well as far as it's i was worried that because i was nervous and excited about being here i was going to (laughs) just inhale these things like crazy um you know i already had to relight number one and it you know but they're not burning down quick at all well there's there's an interesting thing how did the relight go fine yeah it was uh like I, i was telling dan during the break uh i break one of his uh commandments i i will put the cigar in my mouth and Light it because I need it closer. Otherwise, you know, I, yeah, I, no, I so you don't toast the cigar. I, I, it's too hard. I've tried and yeah. it gets ugly. You know, I, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I always use uh, my Glock, my Vertigo Glock, and mm-hmm. if I'm tipping it the wrong way, I, all of a sudden it's like two inches up the end of the cigar. There's some, it's <laughs> yep. burning it like it's it's so frustrating. So I just to, to heck with it. I'm going to just smoke. We'll give you I'm going to light it the way I want to yeah. light it. <laughs> yeah. As long as you enjoy it, really. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's, uh, as we're continuing to smoke these things, let's talk about the ash hole of the week. Okay. Okay. I don't know how many of you saw this in the news, but when I saw it, I became immediately suspicious. And we all know the football season is just getting ready to kick off again. Kick off. <laughs> That's, yes. <laughs> See how I did that there? Yeah. Okay. And, you know, one of the big... Uh, um, sponsors of football and the Patriots, of course, is Dunkin' Donuts. Ah, yes. America Dunkin runs Donuts. on Dunkin'. America right? runs on Dunkin'. 
garbage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, compared to the Studio 21 coffee, just about anything is garbage. Yeah, I mean, you could put a pile of dirt and some water in a cup, and you'd be better than Dunkin' Donuts coffee. Wow. In my opinion. Tell us, tell us what you really think, Aaron. <laughs> oh, no. Polite Yet company. You know. America <laughs> still seems to run on Dunkin', just like, you know, Bud and Bud Light continue to sell incredibly well, yeah, even though cause you gotta it's stay not hydrated. really beer, you know. <laughs> so, last week... In Massachusetts, in the Boston area, people are going to their drive-thru to get their cup of coffee, and they get their, you know, we we do iced coffee in Massachusetts a lot, in New Hampshire a lot. I'm personally almost always drinking iced coffee. It does not matter if it's 100 degrees or minus 50 degrees, give me my iced coffee. And they get get the, you know, you get your plastic (laughs) cup, and what's on the plastic cup? A football? No. <laughs> the Eagles. The Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, oh Philadelphia it's Eagles. Like Philadelphia it's Eagles. Like the band. Rubbing it in our like, face. And, and say, you know, the world champion, Philadelphia Eagles. Well, it's true. And it's true, but this is <laughs> Patriots <laughs> Nation. England. This is New England here. Yeah, but it was and like a Twilight what's, episode. What's going Twilight on? A little salt in the And people are starting to get really annoyed and really ticked off and asking, you know, Dunkin' Donuts, what did you do? Why are you sending... Eagles cups to Boston. <laughs> this is ridiculous. And their response is, well, I'm, we're so sorry. It was a mistake. We really don't know how it happened. <laughs> now, they're based in Massachusetts. They're based in... I mean, yeah. It's, it's essentially a local... <laughs> like Come on. Knows. A mistake? Mistakes? Live they never ba- happen. The mistake yeah. would be sending Patriots cups to Philadelphia. The, no. <laughs> So well, for pay, for sending Philadelphia Eagles cups after they win the world champion, after they win the Super Bowl, to the Boston area, I call them the Ashholes of the Week. Nah, I, no. I, I'm giving them a pass. No, 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 no big deal. No I see, way. I see it's what a you huge did there. Deal. Yeah. <laughs> well, Pastor Padron, don't you yeah. have any forgiveness in your heart? Yeah. <laughs> No. What's Everyone here? brings that up. You know, writing <laughs> but it doesn't apply to corporations, right? <laughs> I wrote a book on forgiveness a number of years ago, and yes, it's still on Amazon. That's a shameless plug. You can go get it. But now I have to forgive everybody because I wrote that dang book. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. You know how many I, forgiveness books I read? I didn't know that Zero. was such a sore spot. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or I would have brought it up sooner. I mean, look, I'm very look. I'm very willing to forgive Dunkin' Donuts for such a momentous screw up. This one, on, what don't call just, it a mistake. What if it's don't just call the warehouse it a guy? Look, we oh, won the, enough Super Bowls. The warehouse Bowls. guy needs this a is, little spanking. That's I, what I don't I'm think saying. anybody's going to lose their mind on this one because it's like it was a fair win. It was a good game. They not, they earned it. This is not like 2007 where we had the perfect season and blew it in the Super Bowl. That would have been a sore one <laughs> because that was awful. I agree with that. I agree with that. But we're not talking about the game. We're talking about this sponsor of the Patriots. They are the official yeah. coffee people. They're also the official of the Patriots. Coffee people of a bunch of other teams. They're also sure. the official coffee of, of the Philadelphia Eagles because these guys and don't the New York coffee. Giants and the New York Jets. Oh, see, jets. for that alone, there should be Asheville. Yeah, no, if the Jets yeah, had be won, part of the affiliate that would with be, the Jets. That would, so because it, the Jets are just, you know, arch enemies. <laughs> Eagles were like, oh, you know what? Yeah. We, we lost for a lot of years, and then we started winning. So now they finally got it. So whatever. <laughs> oh, gosh. No, they're still, they're still Ashholes to me. All right. Now, uh, 
we have a Miles with Styles this week. She hasn't been on in about a month. She's been doing a lot of traveling around and everything. So let's hear what she has to say. Aloha. Hello, assholes. <laughs> Sorry, it's been so long since my last update. I've been working hard on and off the waves. This week, I traveled to the city that time forgot, the Big Easy itself, New Orleans, for a photo shoot. I'm really looking forward to this trip as I've never been to New Orleans before. I'm told it's beautiful there with tons of history. I will explore the nightlife in New Orleans. Take a haunted tour. <laughs> and I hope to eat at one or more of the Emeralds establishments while I'm there. I'm sure there are smoke shops in the French Quarter. I'll be sure and try to visit one. I leave tomorrow on this great adventure. Following New Orleans, I'll be off to Miami for surfing and recording a promotional surfing video and an appearance for DMX Boards. It'll be nice to be home in Florida where I'll get to see my brother Martin and hang out for a day or two with old friends. Then it's home to Hawaii for a bit. I'll be giving an update after my trip as well. This has been Miles with Styles, and you're listening to The Assholes on the United Podcast Network. Now, back to The Assholes and my friend, the Poobah of Puffing, Pastor Padrone. Take it away, PQ. There you go. <laughs> the Poobah. Mm. PQ. PQ. Okay. Oh, my. You never Pastor know Padron, what you're going to get. <laughs> the puffing Pastor Padrone. All right. Uh, so we are just about at the end of our time here. What are our final thoughts on so these cigars? It, yeah, so this, if we were, if Oliver were here, if you were running this, which I've done one of the blind tastings with him before, mm -hmm. he would tell you to put down one of the cigars and continue and finish the, the cigar that you prefer. Mm -hmm. And so I would choose, now they're both great. But I would stick with number two, just because mm. it's got a little bit more complexity. Uh, you know, the, I like, I don't like the, well, I shouldn't say I don't like, but the, the really rich uh, richness of number one is mm -hmm. not quite my, my preferred okay. you know, flavor. Uh, so number two would be more in my wheelhouse. And so that would be my choice. Glenn, what would you do? Uh, I'd probably go with number two as well, but... Going back to that firmness, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's just it's just a nice, solid cigar. It, again, the flavor of both of them is fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Any day. Um, so I'd give them both a thumbs up. But, <laughs> yeah. but since I have to choose, you, you know, I'm going to keep my vote, vote secret. I'll make up my mind after I... Uh, there you go. You go on smart. Yeah. Smart. You what? know, Glenn, given your, given your tactile approach, I certainly paid more attention and number one seemed to get a little softer mm -hmm. than number yeah. two as i smoked mm -hmm. it number two maintained more of the integrity mm -hmm. yep and having said that this is this one's a close call it for is. me they're, they're both very good cigars mm -hmm. uh all i can fall back on is I, I think i smoked a little more of number one than number two but it's a smaller ring gauge too mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. probably number one by a hair okay it's very close for me. I've really enjoyed both of these very much. And frankly, the, the flavor profiles are incredibly similar. One's just a little bit more intense. The other one's a little bit softer. Um, uh, what am I going to do? <laughs> um, I guess I'm going to, you know, by just a hair, I'm going to go with number two. 
Okay. Um, it did, like you said, I was just noticing that, Ed, uh, the the softness yeah. versus number two has held up a little bit more that way. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to give it to number two. Yeah. I mean, between the two of these, if we knew what they were, I'm sure people that smoke number one would enjoy number two and people yeah. that smoke number two would enjoy number one. It's I, just I, it I think, you know, I really, I enjoyed the flavor of number one a little bit more, Yep. but the construction held up a little bit better mm. for me on number mm. two. So it's like this toss up thing. I don't yeah. really know what to it do. It's a tough call. Yeah. All right. So now you guys who are out there who have gotten the, the packs, you need to choose one of these mm -hmm. as your favorite cigar on the website and next month the winner of this week will go against the winner of the cigars we're going to smoke next, next week, week which okay. we don't know what they are we don't know what they are our listeners have a better idea than we do because and, i can't even see them and remember that choosing one over the other doesn't mean you didn't like the one you didn't choose you're just trying to pick out which one you think performed better, tasted better, was more of a cigar for you of the two cigars, cigars that you were smoking. It doesn't mean you would never go out and buy the one you didn't choose. It just means of those two, which one would you mm -hmm. pick? Okay, because this was very, very close, at least for us. Next week, we're going to continue the blind cigar tasting with cigars three and four from your pack. You have been listening to the Ashholes Unfiltered Cigar Radio, broadcasting from the Sereno Royale stage at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. You can download this and any episodes you may have missed on iHeartRadio, Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, and Podbean and Spotify. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at the Ashholes and on Instagram at Ashholes Radio. We'll see you next week. by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.